This is the podcast for the journal Genetics and Medicine, published by Springer Nature. It's the official journal of the American College of Medical Genetics and Genomics. I'm Cynthia Graber. Genetic testing has been an increasingly successful tool in improving the health of young children, but it's not yet as widely used to improve the health of adult populations. So researchers at Baylor College of Medicine decided to investigate the use of such a genetic testing panel in their cardiology clinics. Cardiovascular disease in particular, we know uh, has a lot of genetic components. And so, uh, so we thought that by looking at genetic causes of cardiovascular disease in an adult population, that could really help us to, to push forward genetic testing uh, in you know adults in general. David Murdoch was previously assistant director of the clinical lab in the Human Genome Sequencing Center at Baylor and is now a lab director at Invite. The first thing Dr. Murdoch and his colleagues did was design a panel of genes associated with cardiovascular disease they called heart care. The genes fell into four buckets, rare Mendelian conditions, polygenic risk scores, genetic variants in a gene called LPA that are related to lipid metabolism, and finally, variants related to the metabolism of certain medications. They also created worksheets to assist clinicians in the delivery of the results of the panel. Eric Venner is the director of clinical informatics at Baylor's Human Genome Sequencing Center. He says patients were referred by their clinicians. And they may refer people because of family history or just an early onset of some sort of cardiovascular symptom. Um, But if the clinician decided to refer the patient to the study, their blood sample would be sent over to our clinical lab and we would do sequencing, targeted sequencing, analysis, interpretation of the variants, and then we would send the data back as a clinical report to the clinician who would then return it to the patient. We also had kind of signs and you know, information in, in lobbies for patients who might be interested in, in it just for their own interest. So we kind of, you know, we didn't have very specific criteria for who was a candidate. It was basically open to, to anyone. They enrolled 709 individuals connected to Baylor's cardiology clinics, and the results demonstrated the usefulness of this panel for those patients. We found you know, about a third of patients, they, they had um, a genetic change that would possibly impact their cardiovascular health. And so that, that was you know, very notable and, and surprising in and of itself. They surveyed the clinicians connected to the study, and 84% said the results affected clinical care. The patients might have been referred to specialists, had additional testing, changed medications. There was an individual, an African-American with a history of heart failure, and we did the test and found that he has something called amyloidosis, and there's a, a medication that, that has been developed to treat some of the manifestations of that, of that condition. A result the researcher singled out was connected to the LPA gene related to lipid processing. And it was striking that if you looked at the patients who had the high-risk SNPs and who had their LPA levels monitored, 100% of them had high LPA. So it's an indication that those risk SNPs are doing a good job of identifying patients who should be tested for their LPA levels. And it's also important because uh, I believe there's a, there's a pretty good therapeutic. I think putting those patients on statin is very effective, and um, they have a, a higher risk of coronary artery disease if they do have high LPA levels. The scientists say the results are applicable to the general cardiac patient population. The majority of patients that we enrolled had heart failure or had high cholesterol or hypertension an aortic aneurysm or something. These are not rare things in general. I mean, they're, they're pretty, you know, bread and butter cardiology referrals. So while I, I do think that perhaps there was some enrichment for some, uh, maybe some of the rare conditions, 
I do think that overall our cohort was fairly reflective, I guess, of common cardiology clinics across you know, the country. One aspect of the research they highlight is the need for clinician education. There was one challenge during the program that we had to address, which was giving the clinicians, you know, almost the wording with the background knowledge to return the information to the patients and to prepare them to have complicated conversations with their patients. And so David prepared what we called cheat sheets, which, you know, broke down some of the common findings and and gave clinicians some guidelines to get, get through those conversations. Yeah, no, that's that's an excellent point, Eric. I mean, physicians only have so much time during each clinic visit to discuss, you know, patients presenting problem and talking about genetics, you know, that that can go on for a long time. And so, uh, so developing these, like Eric said, these cheat sheets was was very helpful in making the process more efficient. Researchers at Baylor are now expanding related projects. They're creating what they call a cardiometabolic panel, which adds about 20 genes related to diabetes. And starting in 2022, they'll be enrolling patients in that study. They'll also be expanding from the cardiovascular space and creating a new test with genes related to epilepsy. Genetics and Medicine is the official journal of the American College of Medical Genetics and Genomics and is published by Springer Nature. I'm Cynthia Graber.